This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast, and we are in preview show mode. Um, we're a little bit early this week, and we must say, this week in Ipswich Town history is going to be back towards the end of the month. We'll just get everything warmed in. Statman's in Barcelona anyway, so we'll get him back in the country. So we're on preview duty, and it is my pleasure to welcome back the man, the myth, the legend, the very, very popular... Um, Harry from Bath. What is happening in the West Country, Harry? Uh, good, 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 good to talk to you, Ben. Hello, everyone. Great to be here. Um, uh, a, a little bit of anxious, anxiety on the Bristol City front, I think, over Joe Bryan. I think that's probably the, the biggest, the best, the biggest thing I've got to report. And a lot of grief on the Bath City front as well, with um, losing their opening two games of the season. I, I own a little bookshop in Bath, and uh, lots of. Um, well, lots of Bath City regulars come in and they had high hopes at the beginning of the season. They've long, now lost their opening two. Saturday, they had a very ropey referee apparently against Dartford and uh, they're licking their wounds. But uh, no, apart from that, it's just been keeping a very close eye on events uh, back over in, in Suffolk and uh, watching everything with a keen eye. I think like everybody else over the last few days, I've been hitting refresh 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 just waiting for some news finally to come through and it certainly hasn't um, so, i mean what are we now we're uh, when mi- mi- early afternoon wednesday and already we've had uh, we've had uh, two the out first and one part in part of it yeah. has happened doesn't it so yeah let's just yeah. try and go over the timeline on this then so as harry says we are recording on wednesday at 2:45 so if you're driving to the rotherham game and it's Saturday morning and you've saved this podcast, then you know a lot more about this than we do. Obviously, the transfer deadline is on the 9th, Harry, which is tomorrow. So there's another... Yeah, it's tomorrow night. 20, yeah. It's 5pm, so there's another 26 hours to go. So as yeah. I understand, Harry, the timeline so far has gone. Uh, Saturday afternoon, Waghorn gets left out. Yeah. Sunday... Middlesbrough's bid is accepted and then Derby come and do the raid on Sunday night. Waghorn goes off to Derby on Monday to start Mm -hmm. doing bits and bobsies. Um, The medical goes into the second day on Tuesday. Um, 
at which point Toto Insiala and uh, John Nolan have come up to Ipswich on the Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, apparently everything was done a bit quicker that end. So that was all tied up and ready to announce. Um, things with Waghorn were finalised last night, but Derby wait until the Wednesday morning to announce. Uh, yeah, Derby announced up. Waghorn at about, I don't know, half past 10. And then 20 minutes later, Ipswich announced. Um, yeah. And Seattle and Nolan. Right. So talk to me quickly, Harry. I know we've talked about him an awful lot. Um, but talk to me about uh, Waghorn, um, uh, a parting uh, goodbye to him, even though we're going to see him in a couple of weeks coming off the bench and scoring at Bright Park. Um, <laughs> but um, talk, mm. talk me yeah. some Waghorn, Harry. Um, well, I first saw Waghorn um, in the Luton uh, League Cup game back me in too. what was me it? Too. Yeah, and the, one of the things that struck me about him was, well, first of all, his physicality. As a player, he was very other. He was very. He wasn't just a one trick striker he had a number of things about him his he was technically very good lovely left foot um but he was also he had a touch of mcgoldrick's geometry about him but he also had physicality so he it struck me that within you could use him in a variety of different ways which which is a which is probably why he's been so coveted um but there was one moment in that game we he was he'd come on i think if i'm not mistaken as a sub and he was they, we had a set piece, a corner kick, and there was that lull you get as everyone's getting their, getting everything together. And he stood there with his hands on his hips and he surveyed the town crowd. And you could see him thinking, okay, what have I got here? What are we working with? Um, and, he, you know, he's, he struck me as somebody with high expectations, both of the club he's playing for, but also the um, of himself. And everything about him to me screams standards. When he was at the club, he was, you know, high standards as an ambassador. He was, you know, very high standards on the pitch as well. There was so, I, that, that's it, in simple terms that that's how I would see him in terms of his time at Ipswich. He was brilliant for us. He grew into the role and he he adapted and evolved in the role as well as the season went went by under Mick. And you know, he was one him and Bart. You know, a couple of the sort of consistent stars right the way through the season and he will be missed and I think him going to Derby we talked about this in the preview show I would say Chris Martin is a two-dimensional striker in comparison to Waghorn I think Waghorn has that third dimension about him whereas Martin played with his back to goal feed players in but he is slow and I'm not sure how technically comfortable on the ball I don't think he has that kind of want of a left foot which is a cliche you often hear I think Waghorn actually does and he's got more he's got an extra dimension to his play and I, when we were looking at Derby in the preview and look how they were set up with their 4-3-3 be interesting to get your take but when I was because you've seen them live but looking at the way they're modelling the team you could see why they were desperate to get him. He would fit in, whereas I felt at Middlesbrough, I was thinking, are they going to play him wide? Is he going to be a set-piece specialist with Pulis? Where does he sit? I think with with Derby, he was, um, you know, he's he really is a perfect jigsaw piece in many ways for, so I should say, Frank Lampard's Derby. <laughs> yeah, well, um, well my, my view on that, having seen Derby, is um, there's not a lot behind him at the moment because they're, centre midfield which considering who's managing them is a surprise their centre midfield was a complete mess um, yeah. for most of the game which the knock-on of that Harry was that Wilson and Lawrence really didn't 
didn't get the ball at all. They put Nugent right. up front as what I call a, a stretcher. Do you know what I mean? Uh, gotcha. Uh, yeah. Make sure make sure the back four doesn't come forward too much because yeah. you know Nugent. He's so as much as it pains me to say it, he's so clever. He'll you know he'll run running yeah. behind. The issue I've got with Waghorn at Derby is what I call the the Wayne Rooney paradigm or the five-a-side paradigm where if ever you play five-a-side and you're in any way good or um or versatile you end up getting put in the position you least want to be put in uh while someone who can only do one job i.e jack marriott gets the best um gets the best position up front so i'm slightly concerned that he may end up being one of the left or right guys whilst marriott becomes the the forward guy so be interesting to see what he does and whether he's a victim of his own versatility in that you know um he ends up either on the left or the inverted position on the right which he was he scored a lot of goals at Ipswich from that position the other thing is I definitely don't see him starting the first few games I think he's um I think Marriott starts uh with Lawrence and and Wilson um, it's Wilson who he can usurp because Lawrence isn't going anywhere, is he? And they've just signed, they've just signed Marriott. So um, I don't know what are your thoughts on that. That's food, that is food for thought. I think I think he would be wasted in a wide run. He's, I would play him. He, to me, look looking at the at the model of the team, he is a number nine. I just I can see him linking with the midfield players. I can see him linking with the wide players. I can see him creating spaces for the players to run to a la Chris Martin. But I can also see him he, he doesn't just play with his back to goal, he plays side on. He can play I, I can see him working the defence. just as equally I can see him um doing he, he can do what Nugent was doing earlier. That's yeah. I'm just thinking it's. I'm just kind of letting it go through the filter beds. I personally think it would be a mistake for Lampard to play, in, play him anywhere other than centrally. It may take a while for him to come in. It'd be the most remarkable thing if they played him as a switch-up option so they started with Marriott and they had him you know, on the bench to come on. But I, could, I can see them taking their time to bed him yeah, in and work out how to use him. But um, I, I think it would be criminal to play him out wide. I, I personally just see him as a... I, I see him central. Yeah, I really I, see him central, looking think, at the way that team is set up. I think mm. most most Ipswich fans um, do. Um, so five million plus. Well, we 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 claim to know, but we never ever find out what these <laughs> add-ons yeah. are, do we? We never know how the deal is structured. So thirty minutes later, in come Toto and Siala and John Nolan, a big mm-hmm. strapping hunk of a centre back who's played um, for Hurst at. Grimsby and at Shrewsbury and his number 10, his main guy um, from Shrewsbury, um, John Nolan. So take those in whatever order you want, Harry. Well, as I said, I think you're probably, um, probably having seen them firsthand at Wembley, you'll probably be better qualified to to, to see where they fit in to me. I mean, just Mm -hmm. from what I could, from what I saw of the Blackburn game, um, Inciala will, you know, he'd say, you could see him coming in straight away um, and just sort of, he, he strikes me. As, I think with defenders as well, it's centre-backs, my, my sense is that it's easier to, to kind of bed them in, particularly Rotherham away. I think that would be a, Rotherham and then Exeter, you could see he could, they could have him pretty well, much. Up also, to speed. Harry, when you have Luke Chambers anywhere near you, you know, yeah. he's just yeah. so good at that, yeah. that job he, of. Yeah. We, t- we remember we talked about the famous, famous game at Millwall last season 
which to me was Chambers' finest hour. It really was. The guy was injured, and he had an <laughs> he had absolute, half a leg, didn't he? He did, and he'd, he'd, you know, it was three wheels on my back, and he'd, he had barely any, you know, the, he had the, the scratchiest back four you could ever have. Was it the was 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 it Nutson or Spence was partnering him in the middle? I think it was Spence, Spence. was in the middle with him. It was, Spence, and they, yeah. you know, they were okay. Let's see, and, and they were playing up against units. And then they um, put for, then they put Tom Elliott on, like, and he's like, yeah. oh my god, as if this couldn't get any worse. Look at the size of him. Right? <laughs> God, it was hilarious. But in that sense, in Seattle, you you put him in square, I would have thought. Um, Nolan, I'll I'll defer to you on, actually, because I'm intrigued. How do you see him in? Um, I'm going to, Harry, I'm going to plead the fifth a little bit on the basis that Shrewsbury weren't very good in the playoff final and Nolan didn't get on the ball very much. You could see, um, just by who was playing there and the personnel, Carlton Morris was not the the danger man he was there to soften up the center halves and um play nolan and wally and uh, rodman in um but and you could see that um also looking at wally and uh rodman that nolan was easily the most skillful there and the right the passer. he really looked like the um the main guy, I remember a, a, a Leverkusen team and a guy called Bashturk where everything was just, oh, yes. just yeah, go on. set up. I remember him. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Everything yeah. was set up to put him on the ball uh, with space and, and runners and he would just destroy destroy people, wouldn't he? So I think that's yeah. that's the idea. He's fairly slight. Um, seems... Yeah. Um, there's a good video gone up which we've retweeted today. I think um, I think Dave will like him because he's uh, he's got a left foot. So um, yeah. but I think he might yeah. be I think he might be quite two footed, which is which mm. is good. But I mean, Harry, the main the main thing is I'll I'll call this Korg keyboard syndrome in that um, I'm a I'm a musician. I'll always buy a Korg because I know how to work the operating system. Gotcha. And um, think for Paul Hurst. John Nolan is a Korg. He knows the yeah. operating system of of Paul Hurst, and that's the that's the yeah. that's the main thing because we don't know how much the ten is going to be asked to do all this pressing as well. So presumably yeah. he'll know he'll know exactly. But what I'll say is, could, um, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to ask: Could you see? Could you have seen him on Saturday against Blackburn? Because there was the big debate around the midfield balance yes. was a too yeah, expensive. You would you put him in instead of Downs, for example? Um, I don't want to upset all our listeners because um, the the one way to upset our listeners, Harry, is to take take a youth player and say don't play him. Um, but yeah. but yeah, it didn't. Um, we'll we'll talk about that a bit when we come on to Ipswich. But in, yeah. the short yeah. answer to your question is yes, yes, I could, and I'm sure we'll discuss the um, it yeah. being a four one two three or a four three three instead of a four two three one, and yeah. um, that seemed to suit Chalibur a lot. And not suit skews or downs very much at all. Right. So um, we'll we'll come on to that. But um, in answer to your question, Nolan didn't get that much of the ball, but you know he was he was the the figurehead for yeah. for Shrewsbury. And I I agree with you on and Ciala. I think he'll. I think he'll possibly even go straight in. He could go. He's, rather, Rotherham, trust me, from what I've seen, we'll come on to Rotherham in a bit now. You put it in Seattle, there are, there are bigger risks to take, put it that way. You know, you yeah. can see in Seattle going straight into that team. It's the old thing. I mean, it's what you're saying. That, that Looking at Hurst, I did a piece for, for TWTD in 
um, June where I looked back over a series of about seven different games of Hearst's oh, regime. Oh, I remember reading that, yeah. And it, it started with everything, you know, it was, you know, everything falling apart. And then slowly, over a couple of windows, he was just piecing everything together. And one of the things that struck me was that when where they struggled, and it was, a, it was the Rotherham game, but it was the Blackburn game before that, was when intense weight brought to bear on that midfield three. Because when that happened, the, it, from what the from what the Shrewsbury fans were saying, the wingers and the striker suddenly became very and it became very fractured, and the, it was a question of getting both the, the you know footballing plus the the physical um, and the energy balance right within three. And I think that I think that's going to be fascinating as the weeks go by. Just seeing how because we got a variety now of different midfielders. Hurst has it'll be fascinating to see how he actually just you know how he works the blend, and it might be different in different games as well. Yeah, and he obviously went um, a little bit safety first, I think, in the in mm. in the Blackburn yeah. game. But yeah. uh, and, and again, we'll come to it at the end. But when you have skews there. Who you have to yeah. really use for his brain and his um, experience. It's going to be interesting to see how he how he fits it all together. Shall we talk some Rotherham anyway, yeah. Harry? Do you want to do you want to take the lead on this because they had an yeah. absolutely horrible start on um, Saturday, losing five one at um, the hipsters' favourite um, Brentford. Um, yeah. What have you got on Rotherham for us? Right. Okay. Let's look at the picture first, and then we'll move into have a looking at the players in some detail. Um, when things go wrong, you lose five one like that, and you ju- don't just lose five one. You, when you get absolutely battered, it's usually more than one thing. And I've been, I had a look at the Brentford forums as well as going around the, the Rotherham message boards just to try and piece together how this. It was a, it was a proper Paul Jewel house of cards. This really was a couple of things, couple of gaskets blew, and then before you knew you were where you were, even the players who had good started blundering and making errors and it was it was a it was it was a proper destruction um as i say when it goes wrong it's usually more than one thing and um uh, rotherham got there's three things there was the selection the formation and the tactics were completely wrong um warren they love paul warren they absolutely love but he played nine of the wembley starting even um at griffin park and he played them in a 4-4-1 formation. Now, 4-4-1, can sometimes think, well, that's actually a midfield three. It's actually not. This In this, it was a proper 4-4-2 um, implementation, not not a three-man midfield. That, um, that, uh, Dominic Ball, he's an inside forward. The idea might be that he would, you know, if you were looking for him back, that wasn't his role. The, I think the idea was that they're going to feed. They talk about, Miller's talk about warning and, an up and atom kind of style of football, and you've got Michael Wood and, and uh, as a focal point, number nine. He's technically better. He's not just a, uh, just Smith, a unit. Smith Harry. or Michael Smith. Sorry, Michael Smith. Forgive me. Sorry, sorry. Getting my my yeah, blizzard of names. Apologies. Get me exactly. Apologies. <laughs> exactly. Actually, Michael Smith. Was it uh, Michael Smith with Dominic Ball to feed off him, and the idea. Um, at the model, I think the plan was to go out and have the two wingers in support, um, and they've got Joe Matic who's an attacking left back, and the idea would be they get into Brentford's faces and, you know, you know, sort of, you know, a, bit, a little bit direct, but with with breaking players to kind of to come along with that. Um, it unravelled, and it unravelled pretty quickly. And the first gasket to blow was um, 
Will Volks and Matt Palmer in central midfield, they were overwhelmed by McEachran, McLeod and Sawyers. They they just simply couldn't hit them. Um, and the, I was just reading through the I read through the match day threads for the Brentford fans as well. So the kind of as you, as the game is going on comments. What they noticed was Brentford fans were saying at one stage, we're too narrow, we're too narrow. What was happening was the wingers were, were being sucked in to help cover the midfield. And in particular, um, it, was, um, it was John Taylor on the right. He was, now he's, he's one of those, he's a very enthusiastic player and he, he's one of these players, he'll run all over the place like a, like, like a mad thing. And he was particularly guilty. There was one incident, and it's on the highlights clip, of where Lewis McLeod nutmegs him in the centre circle. And then you're left with um, Taylor in the centre circle, out of the game. McLeod then playing in, um, uh, he plays in Yeneris, I think it is. No, he plays in Sawyers with Yeneris on an overlap. And you've got Zach Viner, the right back, isolated, two on one, with Yeneris and Sawyers coming down on him. Plus you have McLeod running along in the background thinking, hang on, there's a party, I want to join in too. <laughs> that typified the game, it really did. It was, they, you know, they, they completely lost their shape. Now, on top of that then, the two fullbacks, you, Zach Viner, lovely fullback, played primarily as a centre-back for Plymouth on loan last year. And this was only his second ever um, game in the championship. He played for Bristol once last season, Bristol City once. It was a 1-0 when they, think they had it Reading. That was his only game before this. So you're putting him into this. So you have him on the right, utterly exposed. And on the left, you have Joe Mattock, who the one criticism they constantly make of him is that he doesn't stop crossing it. Um, and you can already see where, you know, the, we've, we've got a fire going here now. We've, this needs to be put out. Um, and then... The, the next, I'm just looking through my notes here because pu- pulling out the, the other things that they talked about. Yes, you're into the centre of defence then where they've got Semi Ajayi who's, who's a decent athletic, um, slightly error-prone defender they talk about. But he's, but he's, he's fundamentally good. They didn't criticise him too much in the game. But the one player, Richard Wood, his lack of pace was badly exposed in the heart of the defence. And they just felt that they, they were, he, was, he, wasn't, he wasn't able to live with more pace pace basically he was he was he was he was getting exposed Brentford were fifty, but they were also mentally a yard quicker um, and one of the goals it was a set piece it was a corner just before time the second killer goal it, it's Brentford had scored early on I think it was only after after four minutes more the killer second came from a corner and Rotherham fans said we switched off it was they were I think they were mentally shot they just couldn't wait to get to half time and um, Brent and Brentford once once it went 2-0 up it went 3-0 just after the break and um as I said, I've written down here, Brentford on a sunny August was 29 degrees. They're probably the last team you want to play when they've got their tails up. A lot of other teams, we saw Blackburn, they'll, they'll sit in, they'll be cautious, they'll get they'll get a one or two goal advantage and they'll sit back and look after it. Brentford don't do that. Brentford think, oh, we've scored some goals, let's go and score some more. And they just they just went for them. And briefly on Brentford, I'm they've just re-signed Moses Odebaljo this week and if ever you wanted more pepperiness you know I'd say he's beyond peppery he's I would say he's zesty that's that's he's I'd a take Scotch him up a bonnet level. absolutely <laughs> exactly <laughs> he's um no, he's uh, so you're going to have you know if he's you know they could be doing a Fulham because remember Fulham's fullbacks we were joking about this in pre-season the way that they you know the Sessegnon and Fredericks would be up at the corner flag they could have Yanaris because he played as a fullback and on the other side then you've got Odubajo you know it, you know that is as close to Fulham as you could possibly as you could possibly imagine um, it's a uh, 
Yeah, it was. It was literally. It, it was. It was a house of cards. And the, but the fundamental problem they felt, and it's the thing that they're talking about now, is the the chronic need to bring a midfielder in, somebody who will put their football, who will stabilise things. One of the things they did do, and I'll just bring up the formation here because we'll we'll run through formations properly. But w- with about an hour gone, Brentford were four 0 up, and they brought on Ben Wilds. He's a nineteen-year-old youth product, barely you know, he's b- barely cut his teeth. He was energetic. He ran around. He, you know, he was terrier-like, breaking up things, etc. Now Brentford could have eased off at this stage. They could have said, "We're four 0 up. Let's just play the game out." But bringing on that third midfielder did help stabilise things, and they felt that that gave the sh- it gave them a better shape and it gave them a better balance. Who did he come on for then? Um, Bull. Now, now, um, he came on for. Let me just get it up on here. It's like, they they made the three switches they made. They brought Williams on. For Joe Newell, and they also brought on. I think he came. I think Ball, both the opening strikers, Ball and Smith, were taken off, and um, they brought on. Uh, it was uh, Kyle Vassell, who we'll come on and talk about later, because I think he may start against us. He's a very. Um, it was. Uh, I'm just getting the detail of it up on here, just to confirm. Wiles came on for Smith on 67 when they were 4-0 down. Vassal had already come on for ball, but Wiles, Wiles came on for Smith, so that's when they went to, with 67 minutes gone, then Williams for Newell, which was a like-for-like winger swap um, on 71. So, but Wiles in midfield, then with Vassal up front, really from 67 minutes on, that, that, that was when, the, that was when the, the change of shape, shape took place. And they felt that that actually gave them, it just gave them a footing in the game and they were able then to kind of control things a little bit more. Um, there were two late goals, one for Brentford, one, um, and then they got a, uh, it was a consolation on, um, what it was, a, a stoppage time consolation, uh, Volk Scott, but that was the only thing he did in the game. Um, they have been linked this week and I haven't found anything substantial. And as I say, it's Wednesday afternoon. I bet it's a playmaker. I- <laughs> I think that they, I think they actually need somebody. They need. They, they had Richie Towle. Yeah, what's Richie Towle doing this season then? Well, he was linked with the move to Portsmouth, but that hasn't happened. Okay. Been full of spoof Twitter stories coming up from people people with no followers at all, saying yeah. you know photoshopped images of saying Towle is coming back. But um, I think there was there were I saw some proper news reports saying that the two clubs had been in discussions about a permanent move or a loan move with a view to a permanent signing they would love to have Tal back because that would give them something in midfield the problem though that they also have is that if you know that that's all they have in midfield because Warren spent a lot of the, what he did in the transfer window was actually about restructuring the back line mm. so they actually don't have a lot else to, to use they've been discussing what to do for Saturday and two possibilities are swinging Joe Newell in from the wing because they have um, Ryan Williams, who's a fairly decent left winger. He could play there instead. He so changed you still... the game in the in the playoff final. He go on, go yeah, on. Uh, only because he was fresh legs when after Shrewsbury had made three three subs. Yeah. But he was the he was the key guy that took them from being at one one to okay, we can now go on and now go on and get the win. So yeah, that's yeah. interesting. That's interesting. They like him. He's two-footed, um, and they 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 feel he can, he can. As I say, we look through all the players individually in a bit. But Williams, they could play Williams on one side, Taylor on the other, and move, possibly move Newell into the centre. The other possibility is to move a, with all these new defenders that they've brought in. They could move Ajayi up from the back line into midfield. Uh-oh. He started at, he started as a central midfielder, and he's somebody who can just you know. You know, this, is George, this is George Santos in midfield, though, isn't it? 
<laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 a, it's a short-term fix basically, but just something they recognized if you it, it, playing looking back they just thought what on earth was he thinking I, I've, I've done a draft piece for Phil for, for TWTD and the notes which I write up and I called it the last waltz because the feeling was that I mean just looking at some of the comments they said um I thought we'd play a defensive four-one-four-one shape, and I was surprised when I saw the line. Now, this was before the game, especially against a confident passing team. Um, he said, "When we, you know, it was when it, when we came up against a slick, fast, well-organized Brentford who passed it around, we simply couldn't cope." Um, it was we, it, the interesting thing as well, though. They were saying they were saying they were saying Warner. Um, after the game, he said that they had put up a fight and they just said they didn't. He said they, they were very critical of that. They said, hopefully he's got this give his mates a chance nonsense out of his system now. So we can actually now, right, you've proved, you've, given, you've been loyal to them. They've had their chance. It was, you know, one of them said Wembley was seven miles up the road, but it was in, in, in but it, this was a million miles away. Mm. That's how he described it. So um, that's in terms of the overall shape of the team it'll be interesting to see what they do I'd be stunned if they go with the four, with the with that two in midfield again particularly with the, with and he will know Hurst's model of play as well mm. um that's really really interesting and slightly disappointing because what I was going to say from the playoff final I thought that was really well balanced he played exactly the same way he played 4411 um so big guy up front uh ball in the kind of Cantona position uh, who yeah. was a dribbler and Newell, yeah. and T- Newell and Taylor were both runners wide Volks sat and Tal was the playmaker it was like the perfect archetypal 90s front six do you know what I mean it worked yeah worked, worked really well so um whether or not that's going to work in a championship or not the other comment I would make uh, in like with regards to Wood is probably in terms of intricate passing around a big centre half, it won't get any harder than Brentford away. No, they won't. They won't come across that. Certainly won't come across that against Ipswich. No, <laughs> you know, no offence. Brentford are really ones for yeah. you know ping, pinging it around, and you know if yeah. you've got this big turning circle of the QE2 and you know getting <laughs> stuff there. But I and so from your research, the the fans are saying no, this is too. This is too brave, basically having these three three runners in the in the team, and and they need they need insurance in in midfield, right? Then it, it needs to be balanced. Certainly away from home. That's right. Okay. Yeah, that's certainly away from home. They can't. If you put that out again, it will. I, I, as you say, you can see what Warmer's trying to do. You know, there was a fashion two seasons ago for everybody playing on the counter, and it was effectively this was kind of like a counter-attacking team. The way he was trying to set it up, just you know, to sort of just to just to absorb whatever, because Brentford were going to throw a whole load at them and then just come back come back at them. But unfortunately, they could the, the, the barricades they built just just weren't able to. They couldn't handle it. Um, it will certainly away from home. Whether they do that at home is another question. Um, I think, given the shock that they've been through, they it really did it really did hit them. Um, some of the comments afterwards, you know, one of them said, um, he said, we we aren't properly prepared for the championship. If we don't change things against Ipswich, it will be the same again. Um, and some of them are saying one of the one of the, another lovely honest comment. One guy said, and I love these sometimes big picture comments. He said, realistically, I don't think we've thought this through at all. Which was, you know, I think they, you know, they really feel it's, it, you know, it could be back to the drawing board. That said, when we had our horror shows um, 
We've had a few of them because I was thinking the name Jewel or those early games under Mick did come into come to mind just when things go that badly wrong. And it is only just one game. Um, we did bounce back with one nil wins in both our cases. I think it was after we were beaten by was it Blackpool and uh, Palace. Red- it was re- re- ready, yes. Reading as well. We we then went and yeah. won at Leeds, you know, one nil the next yes, week. So we did. Yeah. So that's the fear. That's so you know, while we're going up and thinking, okay, this team have just been literally dismantled. That you know, they won't want that again. Particularly, it's the opening home game of the season, and let's let, let you know we 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 can't take anything for granted because they they will be they will be hurt by this. They really will. It's interesting yeah. because if if they do as you suggest, which is basically take the number ten from behind the big guy and stick him um, stick him in front of the back four. They're far less likely to score. But the flip side of that is you couldn't play Smith with no support because he's a big lumbering six foot three nuisance. Mm-hmm. So you think Smith might not play and it might be Vassell, which is a different threat anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm. Mm. yeah. It's 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 the. Pro- I think part of the problem is, as I say, it goes it goes back to Volks and Palmer in midfield, and um, because neither of them, they're not they're not really breaking players. Volks was, was, has been criticised for his lack of mobility, and Palmer is a really neat and tidy passer, but they, he's not somebody. If you don't have somebody, you know, as I say, ball. <sighs> You want somebody who's a little bit of ball and is, but is also able to go back and kind of roll the sleeves up and get stuck in mm. to help to help in the three. Because ball just struck me as it was it was all in water. He was a he you know from looking at all the comments and all the highlights and all the pieces, everything I've seen of that game, it was it was really the midfield two be, be, be being mm. left isolated. So if you took ball out, you put a holder in, in behind them. Are Volks and Palmer necessarily, do they have the mobility to break forward and link with Smith? They were saying about Smith that he is a very, although he's a big unit and he's a big number nine, that he is, he's actually very good with his feet. That he is, he's, you know, you can play the ball into him on the deck and he can then link play that way. So it's not, you know, it's not that you just, you know, it's not about launching it to him. So, you know, that, you know, that is an option to to actually be able to, you know, he, you, you can play the ball through on the deck to him. And then he, if the if the wingers are cutting in, if midfielders are breaking, he can actually then play a fairly tidy pass. He, you know, he can play a, let a pass off to somebody to, you know, to have a crack on goal or to or to or to build a move. Um, yeah, bal- it's a question of balance. I think if they got towel in, that might that, that might help restore, you know, re- restore some shape. But I don't see it. A lot of them would like to see. Um, Vassal and Smith playing up front, but that then creates the, That's the problem. That's even more in, attacking uh, than what they yeah, did at, uh, yeah, exactly. at Brentford, isn't it? It, it, it then leaves you with it leaves you with an even bigger problem in midfield. Mm. Exactly. Um, it's fascinating to see how Warren's going to how he's going to set them up. Um, sh- shall we wander through the players? Just yeah, to, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Just to wander through the squad because it's um, just to give you an idea of of who they've got. The back, I'll, I'll run. There's a lot of defenders to to to, to reference because. He's got, even though the problems are in midfield, he's um, Warren has more options in terms of splitting his round at the back. Briefly, as I say, I won't I won't dwell murderously on all of them, but I'll just take you through who they had. The back the back four they started with, and the back four they played all all of Saturday was Rodak in goal, and then across the line you had Viner at right back, Ajayi. Wood and Matok. So that's 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 the that's the starting back line. And I would say with. that's. Ninety percent likely to be the the um, the back group on on Saturday, isn't it? You reckon stick with it? He's got he has options. Which well, we'll go unless you unless you say, oh, there's Raggett as well, isn't there? 
and they've also got um they've got they have a couple of options more more at center back than anywhere else. they've got Clark Robertson as well from That's Blackpool interesting. And so if, you're, if you're right that he's going to do a, a previous manager and um, lose 5-1 and completely shore it up, then, yeah, maybe a centre-half comes in and Ajay moves, Ajay yeah. moves forward, like um, Warnock did with Bamber as well um, yeah. last season. Yes, yeah. he did. Exactly that. He did. He played him as a holding midfielder. The comments about his distribution from Cardiff fans were interesting. I remember that. But uh, but, but in terms, it's but his so effective, though. So effective, yeah, but, but that bloke. Without, without the ball, he was... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he did everything yeah. Warnock asked of him. <laughs> kick it, head it. <laughs> Indeed. There you go. There's your instructions on a piece of paper. Yeah. Kick it, head it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you know the direction. You know, you know, it would be nice to put it in this broad area, but we'll yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh dear, no, I remember that. I remember. Yes. Um, so starting keeper Mark Marek Rodak was on loan with him last year from Fulham, and he's come back. He's only twenty-one. They like him. He's good. He the one kind of thing to watch out for. They talk about his punching style of play, and um, and but. I think he was one of the good players who started to have a wobble as the game went on against Brentford. And this can happen when things go badly wrong. He parried one shot in the second half and they were able to follow up and score. It's, it is a weakness he has. They talk about sometimes, he, you know, why, why does he punch instead of catching? Small amber lights as well around um, moving off his line. Um, but that could be just an experience. But fundamentally, they do like him. He's a Slovakia under-21 international, and they were thrilled to get him back. They really, really were. I think I think their plan B yeah, is Lewis Price. So, you know, and he's very much a, you know, he's very much a bench option. So, Rodak is good, but just, um, he, it was a classic first season. In the early part of the season when he came, there were some calamitous, error-prone um, 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 moments. But, um he grew into the season and I think he was part of, as they gained momentum as the season went on I think Rodek was actually a part of that so he's in goal Zach Viner um they say, you know, they, you know, Geneva Convention time. Really, they really felt he was given a torrid time by Watkins and Sawyer's, particularly. Um, and he is a rookie. And as I say, Taylor, his winger in front of him, just kept going inside. But they also said that even when he was left one v one, he was still exposed. He was, you know, it's it's a lot to ask of him. There is a plan B, and <laughs> Billy Jones they brought in from Sunderland. I'm not sure they'll start him. He's right back. He played for them, and I'm gonna. They like him because he's solid and experienced, Rotherham. That's what they're saying. But you have to go back and see what Sunderland fans were saying about him. And I, I, Sunderland last year were hilarious. They really were. They the, what they were saying about their players was um, it was it was it bordered on the poetic at times. And jo- Jones was no 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 um, no exception. And so these are comments from just to be aware. This is what Sunderland fans were saying 12 months ago. In a poor team, admittedly. Jo- I can't do the accent, so forgive me. Jones is as thick as an omelette. I've seen Greg's bags blowing around on the pitch with more positional sense than this useless idiot. Um, it's criminal. He ruins attacks and he runs like he's got a wardrobe strapped to his back. <laughs> Epically woeful. So I don't know if Rotherham fans... Let's hope that was then. This is now a new manager, a new setup. And it was a pretty... I think they were, um, he was being used, if I'm not mistaken, by Coleman as a wing back at one stage. And Harry, it is, was, it, is there any chance whatsoever in this universe that before five o'clock on Thursday, Josh Emmanuel's back at Rotherham on loan? They like him. They do like him. But there was... I did get some comments. They, there were some comments about Josh, which I, I made a note of. Um whether he's ready for the championship yet is the question. They they were no they do they did like Josh. Bear with me a second. I'm just leafing through my notes here because they there was they, 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 I think the the comments about him were if they would they would happily have him back 
whether he's good enough for the championship. They felt he was very good going forward. He was a good out. He was a good outlet in that sense. Not brilliant in the final third. The occasional Rick. You know, he was error prone. You know, I think it was about they said, you know, maybe four or five times a season he would make a blunder. But fundamentally, his athleticism was welcomed and he was a good outlet. He could relieve pressure and he could actually take the ball up. He wasn't brilliant in the final third, but that's just experience. But he was able to but he was able to kind of act as a act as a um, as a release valve for them. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Whether you want to protect yourself whilst online or just get access to more streaming content, NordVPN has the solution for you and are now in partnership with us here at Blue Monday. NordVPN can be your cyber bodyguard whilst you're browsing online, but it also allows you to access more streaming content from abroad like sporting events, box sets or films. With one click of a button, NordVPN can digitally transport you to the US, Australia or Amsterdam. For the price of an ITFC match programme each month, you can subscribe to NordVPN and have access to these great services. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, head to nordvpn.com slash bluemonday or click the link in the podcast description. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, so get yourself a great deal and support the podcast in the process. No, yeah, very, very good. Carry on. Yeah. So, um, so no, that, that was that was Josh. But whether he's championship ready is 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 debatable. I think that that's their view. But but they they do like him. Um, looking at the on the right side on the left side, you're looking at the left back options. Joel Matuk, they do like. Um, he former Wednesday left back. Um, him and him and Newell, they reckon, are a very effective partnership. On the, the they feel that their left side is pretty solid. So that you know, for attacking on the right, you've got Newell and Matuk. Fundamentally, they work well as a unit, as a team. Whereas the right side with Taylor and Viner, that's more where the that's more where you need to get the you know, the paramedics in, as it were. But Matuk, they like. They think he gives them. He's an attacking left back. Um, and he does take on players. They like him bombing forward. They talk about he does have a little red mist side to him. There were two games. There was a game against Northampton. I think it was in March when he had to be subbed off by Warren because if he wasn't subbed off, he could, he was he was there was a red card looming, and Warren could see that he can get petulant. There was an, an earlier game against Portsmouth, which I picked up on, um, where he can he has red he can just get petulant when things are going wrong. But he's but he's very good on the front foot. His weakness though is, and they talked about this constantly. Constantly, um, not just on Saturday, but last season, the letting crosses come in. That's 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 the worry that they have. And he's going to so be going against uh, Guion Edwards. Well, yeah. So lovely. Stuff. You know, just if, you know, get the midfield, get the midfield just breaking into the box, and we will see what comes out of that. Um, so we'll look at um, now. With the, let's look at the two defenders who did play, and then we look at the, the options. Ajay they like, but daft mistakes is the word they use about him. Um, he played for Cardiff. Um, oh, back back in the day. When did he when did he move across? 
I don't think he was a regular for Cardiff, actually. Um, he, he came across in 2017 and he was on loan f- um, for the second half of the 16-17 um, season and then he switched permanently that summer. Um, he's 24, Nigeria under 20 international. Um, he, yeah, Ajayi comes on and so does the blood pressure as the quote they made. He made half a dozen mistakes last season which led to goals but take that away and he doesn't do much else wrong. He's strong in the air, has good pace and works with his fellow defenders. His biggest weakness is he loses concentration. I, I could think of an Ipswich defender or two whose names come into, into my head when I think... No, you know, Harry, not just Ipswich defenders. That sounds like a classic championship defender because if, yeah. if the mistakes weren't there then you, you know where they're playing, don't you? Yeah, exactly. That's true. Yeah. They'd be up a level. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it may come. It may. It may change um, as the season goes on. But uh, but the fundamentals are good. But just as I said, the, the blunders are there. As for Richard Wood, um, yeah, they love him. He's an absolute legend. The goals at Wembley, which you saw, but he gets exposed by long or through balls played to quick forwards with his lack of pace. And it's no good him playing touch close to a striker without cover because he will get skinned and he needs a partner to cover behind him. And they, and in a way, Brentford were probably the worst team for him to, for him to go up against mm. because they scream mobility. They really, really do. And it was, so it was, it was a pretty, it was a really bad day at the office. They really feel he's, he will always be a Rotherham hero, but he just isn't good enough was, was the sense with him. Perfect possibly to close out a game in the last 15 minutes. You could actually bring him on. You could, you know, he can steady the ship if, if it's if you're holding on to a point away from home or you're winning, but they reckon this one of them said this has got to be his last hurrah. I mean, they love him to bits, but they really felt this was this was this may be a season too far for him. And they were even saying that before the game. Actually, it wasn't that wasn't just post match um, post match gloom. Um, in terms of who they can bring in. Um, Raggett, interestingly, Sean Raggett, we remember Raggett, of course, from Lincoln. And um, he did play really well. Did a preseason game against Cardiff. Warnock took, you know, Warnock has a, a bond with Rotherham in a way after saving them a couple of seasons back. And um, he took them up on a preseason game, which which the Millers won two one. Raggett, they, he he played really well in that game, and he scored from a set piece against Mansfield in another preseason game. He's a tall defender. He's an absolute unit and a threat up front, and um, a six foot five tall monster who defends. Um, they did the Bambi on Ice comment was made when he tries to do the basics with the ball. I'm not sure how good he is with the ball, but in terms of somebody who'll who'll rough up an attack, he's you know he's 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 quite perfect. So he's one option. The one who I think sounds more promising is Clark Robertson, who came across in July, and um, him and Raggett were on the bench. Um, uh, at Griffin Park. Um, he is an aerial threat from set pieces, but the thing they like about him, and there were, I watched a couple of YouTube videos of him during the week just to get a handle because they haven't seen enough of him to kind of f- form a view. Um, but he can play very decent and controlled long-range passes. And there were a number of examples of that where he can set, and not just floated aerial balls, but actually lovely, not driven even, but just gracefully played through balls to running strikers. Um, that seemed to be something he was quite good at. He had a, he was at Aberdeen before moving to Black to moving to Black moving to Blackpool, but he had knee and thigh injuries. He had a very injury blighted time there, and he decided, okay, let's reset and go down, um, let's and let's let's go down to Blackpool. So there, Robertson, I would say Robertson over Raggett. Oh, okay. One of them is going to come in, but um, but we'll see. That that's where they have options. The problem is, in the rest of the, you know, we've just gone through what seven or eight players in their defence. They don't have that depth in the rest of the pitch at the moment, and that could be a real problem as the season goes on. Yeah. So looking at the central midfield, um, 
Ben Wiles, I mentioned, 19, youth product, could be the next box-to-box midfielder, efficient, creative, and challenging. Um, he plays without fear and with lots of enthusiasm. So he came on, he ran around, did a good job. He was competitive, broke up things, played a couple of very tidy passes, and he was a one once much shaft of you know shaft of light on a gloomy afternoon for them um but the palmer volks um combination in midfield is the thing that needs that does need it it needs support matt palmer ex-burton you'll remember um he was he was very tidy very neat at his at short passing he's very good at linking up play and in an ideal world he will play good link up balls to the wingers who are breaking forward that's that's his preferred uh, that's his motif as it were um but he wasn't involved enough in against brentford they, as i said they were they, they were just they were literally overwhelmed um he's they said he's great on the ball he doesn't tend to lose it but he's not the strongest he doesn't have he, he can't physically dominate nor is he blessed with pace he's not a great tackler volks i think is the tackler one of them said in a way palmer was the quarterback and volks was the the, the safety or whatever you call the guy whose job is to stop the guy coming through onto him so volks in theory gives palmer space to play the creative passes but of course as i say that, 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 that as i say it went out the window on saturday um against against brentford palmer was playing five yard sideways and backwards passes he they simply weren't able to kick start the motor to get to get to get the play pushed forward and to actually progress the he, he strikes me as a player who will progress the ball up the field you know moving you know moving it through the thirds almost but he wasn't able to do that whereas volks um his Strengths heading and tackling. He's comfortable on. He's actually comfortable on the ball and good feet. But the, he, the two criticisms they make of him were his lack of pace, more some lack of mobility. Actually, I think he just kept getting caught out of position against Brentford, and he also has a proclivity to play Hollywood passes, which may look good, but actually can cost you possession mm. when you're not in control of the game and i think that was that was a problem one of them said he should have a surgical implant in his ear with the words simple ball on a loop mm. you know and maybe that's that's you know he needs to you know consolidate his game this season mm. just Mighty to have long balance throw in as team. well folks as well oh he does actually yeah they yeah. did they, yeah i think he no he wasn't the throw because no, he was at the end of the throw when they scored it when they when they when they got their consolation goal but um the other thing they did mention is that he's very right-footed Okay. They talked about he has a wonderful right foot, but he, he he's it's it it you know if uh, Ipswich players would you know just try and keep putting him onto his left and um, he'll have a problem. So that's who they've got in central midfield. As I say, that's it. They've no there there isn't anybody else you can say who who can they bring in out wide. Um, John Taylor on the right. Um, he strikes me as a as a, like a an old English sheepdog just gallivanting around the pitch. <laughs> he is a real winger, but he hasn't got a defensive bone in his body. Um, there was when I my Italian friend Vince is a big Napoli fan, and they had um, uh, a holding midfielder who played for them from a Uruguayan whose name escapes me actually. It's, it's it'll come back to me before the end of the program. I'll, I'll try and remember it. He um, but he was a he would run around the field up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. And that to the point that he forgot where he was is the best way to describe him. And, uh, you know, you suddenly see him. I've, got, I've been to a couple of live Napoli games with Vince and you'd see him, he'd be herring around the field and then he'd suddenly go, oh, right now, where am I? And then only then would he be able to get his bearings. And while that's fine in a midfield three, when you're doing that as a winger, it does cause a problem. It was, it was his enthusiasm gets the better of him. He's, he's a, he, another canine um, image, a terrier at defender, defender's ankles when he presses, but 
he actually doesn't give you a chance to overlap when because he's so ill-disciplined positionally as a fullback. You're never sure when you can actually go. And this isn't just based on on Saturday's game. They said he gave Josh Emmanuel a problem when we, when he was playing in front of. Um, when he was playing in front of him last season, Emmanuel was never quite sure what the story was in terms of whether he could push forward or not. So that's Taylor, full of energy and effervescence, but just he can lose he can lose shape. But Wing, Harry, Wing, he he can get he can get you an assist or a goal. He's a, yeah. he's, a he's a dangerous guy if it goes well. He was good. He was good in the playoff final, Taylor. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, Will Williams, who we talked about briefly, he played for and had a really injury blighted time when he was there and they were never able to get him fit but this is something we were saying about the playoff final two-footed he will battle all game he likes to get stuck in and he can't one of them said he can run with the ball as if it's glued to his feet he's a very you know he's a technically good player but he is two-footed which gives them some some flexibility there was a lovely am i allowed to throw this one in williams is a bit of a jigsaw player i.e he goes to pieces in the box i don't know <laughs> i apologize there I apologise. I saw some middle-aged bloke humour here. Um, he defends when needed. Um, if he can improve, it's a classic winger thing. If he can prove his finishing and final ball, he'd be worth millions. How many wingers do we know? You can say that about all, all of them. Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, small habit of playing for free kicks. Um, he needs to concentrate on getting his pass off or playing the obvious ball. Sometimes he can he can overthink things. And then and Newell, who they think is a that the reason they think he could possibly work in midfield is that he has got a genuine footballing brain. He's one of those players he can he can read what's going on and he can they feel possibly in a central role. Switch Williams out to the left in front of Matto, put Newell in the middle and it could actually it could it could actually give give some stability in that he's, you know, he, he he's almost like a he's they kept the way they were describing him. You could you could feel there was a little bit of McGoldrick about him in that his mm. not not different position, his ability to comprehend what was going on and to anticipate problems. Um, he can beat players for fun. They love him. They, you know, in some games his skill alone is worth the entrance money. Um, there is one thing they did say, and they felt he was quite anonymous at Brentford. That um, he, there was a pattern of when they said he's great when you're playing free-flowing football and on top, but when it's backs to the wall time and defending, he can disappear. So th- that that was a concern because they felt, although there were, there, if you look at the highlights, didn't talk much. They didn't, he didn't get the criticism that Taylor got at Brentford, but a lot of the highlights saw Mattock coming under a lot of pressure. There were a lot of two v ones where. Um, you know, they, Brent, Brent, Brentford were hammering down the, um, their right side, but um, but he he will he did have one good shot if I'm not mistaken in the first half when it was one nil, which produced a very good save from Bentley. It was, and if that had gone in, it might have changed things, but I, I don't think it would have to be quite honest. So that's the that's what they've got out wide. Um, and then up front, we've talked about David Ball. Um, as you said, he's a lovely passer of the ball. He's technically very. Very good. One question, um, they said he wasn't strong enough. He needs to toughen and stand up to defenders. He's hard, he was hard and is skillful, but he, he doesn't, he's, he's also not prolific. Um, and the other question, which we hinted at in, earlier in our discussion was, um, the problem with Ball is, I'm not sure if he fits our style of play. Um, if we play, we need to move the ball on the deck, and if we do launch, it needs to be in the channels. Um but they say he's got a great touch and good skill and they're worried at championship level that if he can get past his man, he may lack the pace to leave them behind because you've got this up, you've got this step up in quality. But it was interesting echoing what we were talking about earlier. Does ball actually fit 
you know, fit their style of play because he was very anonymous on Saturday. Well, does he does he fit um, a team that's going to finish in the bottom six as opposed to a team that's going to finish in the top six last season? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Is does he does he now become a luxury when yeah. when the standard of the opposition is is you know across the board better than it was than they were yeah. playing week in week season? out? Yeah. Yeah. What about um, what about Vassell then? Vassell they like. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he roughs teams up and makes a nuisance of himself. He came on, he played as a lone striker at the end, and he just basically, he just, he just went on and kind of, um, so it, well, ruffling feathers of defenders constantly in their faces. I think it was some, he just offered them, he for the counterbalance up front. I think he, he's, um, he did. They like him. They think he's a big unit. They've spotted that he can shoot from distance as well, and he's strong. He's mobile, and they would like to pair. You know, if it was, you know, if you were back in League One, you'd put him and Smith together in a two because they 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 would complement each other. Because we'll talk about Smith in a minute because he was very isolated, obviously, on Saturday. But um, Vassell, they do like. They feel he's, um, they feel he could be their surprise package this season. Um, He's a different. They said he's a fundamentally different type of striker to Ball. He is their chalk and cheese, whereas Ball um, is more kind of geometric, more passing, etc. For Cell, you know, he gets in, he just gets in defenders' faces and just runs around a bit of a. There's a touch of that. One of them used the word wrecking ball as well. That he will go in and just punch, try and punch holes in defenses and let them know he's there. So he'll he'll offer something back. But he does. But he's not just a unit. He is. He, you know, he has got some technique. He's, and he's not afraid to give it a go. He will, you know, as I say, shooting from distance, playing on the front foot. I just see if there was anything else they said about him. They've only had glimpses, as I say. He is, he is a new arrival. Um, you know, he tried hard as a sub. He looked way better than Ball in the in the preseason friendlies. And they look as if those two could be deadly together. They feel as if they could actually work if they can get if they can get some sort of a functioning midfield. They might be able to work with those two, the, 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 um, the, those those two up front. Um, yeah, he likes hitting them from thirty yards. So um, yeah, Vassell, he, he he, I'd be, I'm intrigued to see how Warren sets them up. But you could see him based on purely based on Saturday. You could see him certainly if he doesn't start, he'll certainly have a role at some point in the game. I'd be amazed if he doesn't, depending on how the game how the game plays out. He's the kind of player you could see having a proper battle with Chambers. Mm. Yeah. Um, as for Michael Smith, um, yeah, on his own up front, and it didn't work. His work rate's immense. There is an issue with Smith. They feel is he a one in every four or five chances striker? Which his, is why he's a his goal average. Well, his goal average would mm. would appear to say yeah. say so. He had one brilliant season at Swindon where he scored twenty. They said he oh, was okay. you know he had one he had one big season there I think. Um, um but uh, that, that that's a few years back. But they feel you know is he, there is a question of is he is he a good enough finisher? He can't finish it, but is he good, is he good enough? Good in the air, a decent leader of the line, good awareness of others, um, and good touch for a big man. And they they drew a parallel with him and Kiefer Moore. They did feel actually interestingly that Kiefer Moore was starting to get worked out, um, by the time he left them last um, Christmas they felt he had that brilliant spell with them when he was scoring for fun and they felt that Moore was a better finisher than Michael Smith but Smith had a better all round game than Moore and they were worried that Moore's was starting to get worked out as a finisher and therefore there may not be anything there 
afterwards, if that makes sense. Whereas with Smith, even if he wasn't finishing, you had these other bits to his game. The fact that he was good on the floor, he can hold the ball up, he can bully centre-backs, he can do a lot of other things. Um, but um, just an interesting contrast. Mm. Uh, yeah, and the, the thing is, he needs support. Um, whether it's one of them, one fan, one, one Miller said he needs midfield players getting forward to support him. Another said he needs a striker beside him to get the best out of him. So it's, it's how they use him. He, he sounds like a really, really good League One striker. Whether or not he can step up to Championship, I don't know. Mm. Very good, very good indeed. Um, so, from all of that, the big conclusion seems to be: Does Warn panic after losing five-one, or yeah. does uh, which we think would either be um, losing one of his forward players and you know shoving an extra midfielder in there or uh, you haven't mentioned it but I was just thinking as you were talking even more radically if you want to generate two up front and be more defensive <laughs> you go to three at the back um, yeah. and you know do it that way around as we saw as we saw last season yeah. so we'll see if he takes the um, the super loyal approach or he takes the previous manager approach and any any hiding and you're, you're locking the door up um, you wanted to mention Harry about something that's possibly going to happen during the game um, between yeah. between the two uh, sets of fans. Yeah, um, Barry Elliott. I, this has to be mentioned, and it's it's important. Um, he was the uh, one of the Chuckle Brothers, Rotherham Life president, adored, and. Rotherham fans have picked up on this. This started on ta- on our Twitter feeds. I was picking it up from town fans talking about it. The idea of home and away fans doing it to me, to you, to me, to you. <laughs> brilliant. It's brilliant. If it happens, it will be memorable, and you will you will ne- you just simply will never forget this. So I don't know how you coordinate something like that, but just keep alert. At the beginning of the game, if they have a minute's applause, if they have a minute's... I'm not sure he'd be whether they do a minute's silence. He strikes me. He was such a loved character, and he brought so much happiness to so many people. You could see them doing a, a minute's applause as a celebration. But if the To Me To You starts up, just be ready and go with it. Because trust me, you know you won't get this again. It's just a small thing just to watch out for. Brilliant stuff. Brilliant. Um, just quickly, because we've gone quite long... Um, we had great fun trying to figure out what on earth Paul Hurst was going to do um, in his in his first game player-wise. Um, we're probably only about ten percent wiser given all the um, given all the ins mm. and outs. And also, I'll keep saying this, and I'll say this on the Rotherham side of it as well. We're over twenty-four hours away from the transfer deadline at time of recording, so this could yeah. even change. Um, I was surprised with the way, as you mentioned earlier, the midfield was set up. So we had... Um, I'll, I'll throw my two penneth in first, Harry, and then you, you dive yeah. in. So, guaranteed starters. Well, obviously, Bielkowski, um will start. Chambers will definitely start. Um, and I think... We'll probably find out about Spence in the press conference tomorrow. Yeah. But seven days is probably not enough if it's a proper concussion so perhaps Donasai will be right back and in Siala may start with Nudsen yeah. left back um I think that ha- makes sense that's yeah I think Harrison's a guaranteed starter and I think Edwards is a guaranteed starter and then yeah it's all a bit you know will it be Sears or will it be Ward um you know because potentially Edwards had said to Andy Warren particularly, that he would prefer to play down the left, cutting in, even though he had such a great debut down the right 
last yeah. week. So you could see Edwards down the left and Ward down the right or Ward down the left and Edwards down the right. I think yeah. through the season you'll see that switch back. I, or just as equally, they'll switch. They'll switch. Yeah, they'll switch back and forth. I they'll saw, switch um, back and forward. Yeah. Forrest continually switching Diaz and Lolly um, last night. I think yeah. I think the, the, the orthodox winger is dead. I, th- I think yeah. it's a thing of the past, isn't it? You have to be able to play both sides. So yeah. it just depends... Um, if Hurst is going to go four-two-three-one, I think Nolan replaces Downs. He goes into yeah. the ten position, and you'll see Skews and Chalaber sat there together. Obviously, yeah. um, I could be completely wrong about all of this. Um, that's probably my best guess, which still leaves Andre Dazel, um on the bench. Um, would it be harsh to drop Freddie Sears as well, given that he scored? In the last two games of last season, he scored at um, scored at uh, Milton Keynes, and he got an assist last week. And come on, Paul Hurst is going to love Freddie Sears, isn't he? Um, yeah. You could see. I was just l- 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 jotting down the team here, just trying to fill in the gaps. I mean, that really is. I, I think Ward, Warden, Warden Edwards makes absolute sense. It really does. So that then leaves you with Skuse Chalaba, and then you've got. As I say, you've got Nolan, Dazel, Downs, Sears. <laughs> it's 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 a question of balance. Do, do you start Nolan straight away? Well, this the is the thing, thing, especially given that you've yeah. got a, a League Cup game where you can, you know, if you wanted to save Ward and keep Sears in and you wanted to save Nolan, they start on Tuesday or Wednesday, yeah. whenever it is against them. Um, yeah, because you can see Sears. I mean, I've always felt Sears. We know this about Freddie. He's, I have always seen him as an off-the-shoulder striker. Hmm. He really somebody who can play in a two up front, and you could see him playing in front of Skews and Chalaba. You know, yeah, yeah. Technically, he's because he can't. He does go back. He, you know, we talked about. Um, uh, it was a, uh, we talked about ball playing, not 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 um, um, tracking back as a as an inside uh, uh, David Ball, not not tracking back as an inside um, forward for. Um, for Rotherham, but Freddie would do that. Mm. Freddie, you know, he'll roll his sleeves up. He's playing, playing wide, and if you play wide, you've always got to, you know, you've, you've got to go back and 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 it's something I remember when he started doing it. Mick, it was a very early game against Wolves when he switched to a three up front, and Freddie was having to work with Tyrone Mings at the back. So he's he's been doing this for a number of years. So you could see, you could see Freddie in off Harrison, but also then prepared to come back with. Skewson that did Tyler. Harry. That did happen when Teo. Eden, who I have just have just remembered, he plays for us and he scored last week. When he came on, um, <laughs> trying to fit them all in now. <laughs> yeah, when he came on, Sears um, did play in the number ten position for the five ten minutes before Ben Morris came on, and then um, yeah. obviously that was his position. Um, yeah. I think you can see so from that's, this discussion, that's a possibility. We have not got a clue because there is still no. potentially Caden um, Jackson could be in the door by <laughs> then as well um and if you believe oh, sure. every transfer window josh windass will also be here as well although that's perhaps less likely brilliant. what we're saying it is brilliant isn't it ben it's absolutely brilliant let me go back to the start i'll give you my guaranteed starters belkovsky will start chambers will start nudson will start chalibur will start skews and harrison will and edwards that was quite a few actually that's the might... spine I'm That's not going to say guaranteed. Game. They're my likely, likely yeah. starters, given that That's they true. either played well last week or are, you know... Well, that, well look at it this way. That, that's, that's seven of the team you've named, and that's the spine of the team as well. Mm. 
if you think about it, you know, you've got a you've got a keeper, two defenders, two holding midfielders, a striker and a winger. You've already got you can you know, I was going to the this team to me, the best but they, I was thinking about before we were we, we before before we were going to chat. My my best reading of Ipswich is it's it's like an it's a like of an out of focus completely out of focus image. And as the weeks go by the dial is going to get turned and the team is going to gradually come in more to sharper focus. It looks like an utterly brilliant picture. Let's be honest. That's, that's the, the really positive thing to say. And, but we, we, you know, we, we, we don't know. Well, but just based on, Harry, go on ben, yeah, sorry yeah, to go, interrupt. Also, go, August the 31st is another big date because I think, I think Hurst is going to ship three players out on loan probably as well. And whether yeah. you might see, we didn't even mention Nidham as yeah. well, who was who was very good um, yeah. last season. So it's going to become clearer, but you know we just don't have enough to go on at yeah. 3:45 on on Wednesday before the transfer window closes, with Hurst having only played one game to to really know other than those highly paid big players who are there that yeah. that are going to be there. So um, that would be my best guess. Harry, and we'll, yeah. um, if you're driving up and you're saying, why well, have I listened one hour, six minutes to, <laughs> for you to tell me you haven't got a clue? Well, I don't think anybody's got a clue. Um, and we, possibly... have, we, have, we have most of a clue. I think we have most of a clue. Or some yeah. of a clue. Yeah, but, but <laughs> the, the truth is, Hurst doesn't know either. And Hurst won't yeah. know for another six weeks how he's going to do it. Yeah. Anyway, Harry, let's, let's, put the, let's put the wrap on that. Just give us a quick plug for your Twitter and your writing. Yeah. Uh, at Harry from Bath, um, I link any of the pieces I write go up on there, and um, there will be on Friday morning uh, the notes, um, similar and more ground um, to what we've just covered here, will go up. Um, which it's basically looking at formations. There's a video included of the um, the highlights from the Brentford game as well, and it's just we just run through the players and then the bit that i haven't put in yet is what they're saying about us because that will come nearer the time they are for them the season really starts that's the one thing i would say so th- that that's on twtd on on friday that'll go up friday morning and you but you can find any of the pieces that i put together at harry from bath on twitter very good very good um and harry will be i'm off on holiday for a week so harry's going to be on with mikey next week doing the villa game um, this weekend on the pod, and this is not just because I'm on holiday, we are going to be flipping it round and round this week. So this week you're going to have uh, Mikey Statman and Ips Rich, who I think two of them are going to be up at the game. So that should be some uh, some good insight on there. And this week in ITFC history is going to be the back end of the month. Um, that's going to be starting just when... Um, we've got everything up and running. I'd like to say thank you, and um, we tried to um, we tried to add a few things in uh, this season, like um, Harry and switching up. So please bear with us while we're bedding everything in, bit like the Ipswich, <laughs> bit like the Ipswich team, to be honest. <laughs> but um, big thank you. One minute match review started last week, and um, we went to a few friends uh, to do them. But please. Um, whether you follow the game on the radio, whether you watch it on iFollow, um, whether you're at the game, please uh, get involved. We'll tweet out for one-minute yeah. match reviews. You take your phone, you hold it up like this, and you talk. And you say whatever the hell you think. Don't worry if, you, if it's different to what everybody else says. We want to get those opinions. We want to we get them up because, you know, 
you lot are you lot are pretty smart and we think um we think as harry's research would prove um from the forums that fans have a lot to say so please get involved with that yeah. At Benjamin Bloom, Twitter, at Bloom Monday, follow Dave, Statman, Joe, Mikey, follow everybody. They're all lovely. There we go. Um, so I think we've covered all of that. Um, so Harry, you'll be back next week with Mikey. So um, do you want to do the sign off and we will say goodbye? Well, just to say thanks everyone for listening to the preview show. Enjoy the game and uh, let's hope we come away from there with three points. Um, come on, you blues. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.